Welcome to the KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast Series, delivering fresh insights and perspectives around major accounting and financial reporting developments across a range of timely topics. We thank you for joining today. Hello, I'm John Barbagallo, a Managing Director at KPMG, and in today's episode, I have the pleasure of discussing the FASB's new proposed accounting standards update on segment reporting with two of my colleagues from the KPMG's Department of Professional Practice, Valerie Bissou and Tim Phelps. Valerie and Tim are both partners in our national office and work closely with our engagement teams and clients on financial statement presentation issues. Val and Tim, welcome to today's podcast. Before we dive into the details of the proposed ASU, I'd like to start today's podcast with some background on segment reporting to help level set. So Tim, Give us a little history on topic 280 and tell us what some of the required disclosures are in U.S. GAAP today. Thank you, John. So the accounting standard, ASC 280, as we know it today, was issued in June of 1997 as Statement 131, Disclosures About Segments of an Enterprise, and was subsequently codified as Topic 280, Segment Reporting. And for the accounting historians here amongst us, Statement 131 has its roots in other literature, namely Statement 14, financial reporting for segments of a business enterprise, which was issued in December of 1976. Since 1997, there have been no significant changes to topic 280 in nearly 25 years. Now, according to my math, this makes us due for an update, as there appears to be a refresh of some type every 20 to 25 years since the origins of topic 280 in 1976. Let's move on to understand more about topic 280. Topic 280 requires public entities to disclose both entity-wide and segment information in the notes to the financial statements. More specifically, the requirements are to provide information about the different types of business activities in which a public entity engages and the different economic environments in which it operates to help users of financial statements accomplish each of the following. Better understand the public entity's performance, better assess its prospects for future net cash flows, and make more informed judgments about the public entity as a whole. These disclosures are intended to allow financial statement users to understand how management views the operating results and the financial position of the entity, disaggregated by the identified reportable segments. This is known as the management approach that allows financial statement users to see through the eyes of management to understand how management views the operating results and the financial position of those different reportable segments of the entity. For each of the identified reportable segments, Topic 280 requires entity to disclose the measure of profit or loss or the performance measure that the chief operating decision maker or CODM uses to assess segment performance and make decisions about allocating resources. Topic 280 also requires the disclosure of certain specified amounts that are included in that performance measure, such as revenue, depreciation and amortization, interest and income tax. However, investors have observed that there is limited information reported about a reportable segment's expenses. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Very helpful. Going back to 1976. uh, So it does sound like there's a refresh that's warranted here. So let's go into what the FASB is actually proposing. So Valerie, turning to you, How is the FASB proposing to update Topic 280? The amendments in uh, in the proposed ASU falls into six general categories. So I'll take you through the first one and then Tim will take over for the next five. So the first category of changes relate to significant expense. The proposals introduce a significant expense principle 
that would require public entities to report on an annual, but also on an interim basis, the significant segment expenses included in each reported measures of a segment's profit or loss. So it's all about further disaggregation of expenses, if you will. Segment expenses would, however, only be reported if they are regularly provided to the CODM. So in a sense, we're staying true to the management approach that everyone has heard of in topic 280. Another important aspect of the proposals is that segment expenses are identified as a dollar amount, but not only. So the entity also has to report on expenses that are easily computable from the information that is regularly provided to the CODM. That's interesting, Val. So how would a company determine what is easily computable? Well, it's probably easier to explain these concepts through a couple examples. So, John, imagine a situation where advertising expenses are reported to the CODM as a percentage of revenue. Well, in that situation, we probably would conclude that those advertising expenses amount are easily computable. Another example would be if the CODM regularly reviews a segment revenue amount and a segment gross margin amount. In that case, the segment cost of sales is easily computable from that information and therefore would have to be disclosed, of course, if it is significant in the context. Yeah, thanks, Val. I appreciate the clarification. You know, I, I've heard the word significant a few different times uh, over the last couple of minutes. How do we interpret the term significant? Well, that's a good question. Um, topic 280 does not give the answer. It does not define the term significant, and uh, it does not specify how entities may interpret its meaning. But it's not a new concept. Uh, the board expects that entities would apply the significance threshold in a manner similar to how the threshold is already applied in other parts of topic 280. I hope that helps. Yeah, thanks, Val. Very helpful. Uh, Tim, turning back to you. So tell us what are some of the other general categories included in this proposal? Yes, certainly. The proposed ASU would also impact other items, such as requiring disclosure of the title and position of the individual or the name of the group or committee identified as the CODM. However, there are no proposed changes to how the CODM is actually identified. Require all disclosures relating to a reportable segments profit or loss and assets to be provided on an annual and interim basis. Therefore, for each interim period, the total reportable segments measures of profit or loss would also need to be reconciled to the entity's consolidated income before income taxes and discontinued operations. However, reconciliations of segment balance sheet amounts and entity-wide disclosures would remain as an annual disclosure requirement permit an entity to report multiple measures of a segment's profit or loss. When this happens, at least one of the reported measures would need to be the measure closest to gap. The significant expense principle as detailed in the proposed ASU and other existing profit or loss related disclosures and reconciliation requirements would apply to all reported measures of a segment's profit or loss. Currently, if the CODM uses more than one measure of a segment's profit or loss, the reported measure is the one closest to gap i.e. the measure that management believes is determined in accordance with the measurement principles most consistent with those used in measuring the corresponding amounts in the entity's consolidated financial statements. Require an entity disclose for each reportable segment 
an amount for other segment items. This amount is the difference between reported segment revenue, less significant expenses, and reported segment profit or loss. The amount may include in the total of segment expenses that are not disclosed as significant segment expenses and the total of gains, losses, and other amounts that are included in each reported measure of segments profit or loss. Require public entities with a single reportable segment to provide all segment disclosures in Topic 280, not just entity-level disclosures. Even with one reportable segment, the measure of segment profit or loss that the CODM uses to allocate resources and assess performance may not necessarily be a gap measure, such as the one presented on the face of the consolidated income statement. The measure of a segment profit or loss, therefore, would need to be reported along with other segment information and reconciled to consolidated income before income taxes and discontinued operations. Yeah, thanks, Tim. So I heard you say that a single reportable segment entity will be required to apply the existing segment disclosure requirements in Topic 280, but aren't they already doing this? Yeah, John. Well, the board has observed that single reportable segment entities often do not disclose segment information. The requirement in the proposed ASU clarifies that single reportable segment entities are subject or required to apply the existing segment disclosures and reconciliation requirements currently in Topic 280 and those introduced by the proposed ASU. Yeah, thanks, Tim. So, Valerie, take us home with an overview of a proposed effective date and transition. So let me start by what we know, John, and what we know is that the proposed amendments would be applied retrospectively to all periods presented in the financial statements. So the way it would work is that when applying the amendments retrospectively, an entity would first apply the significant expense principle to identify the significant segment expense categories and amounts for the current period presented, so meaning the, the period of adoption. The entity would then disclose the comparative period amounts for those same categories. And in the period of adoption, the entity would also qualitatively disclose any changes in the significant expense categories that are regularly provided to the CODM compared with the most recent comparative period presented in the financial statements. So that's what we know. What, what we don't know is uh, the effective date and whether the board will allow early adoption. Um, of course, uh, there is still a number of steps in the due process that need to happen, but probably the, the next milestone to focus on is that comments are due by December 20th. Yeah, thanks so much. Valerie and Tim, I appreciate you spending time chatting with us today. Uh, I think it was a great overview of the FASB's proposed changes to segment reporting, and I am certainly looking forward to speaking with you on future podcasts. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast. For more in-depth financial reporting developments, analysis, and podcast episodes, please visit frv.kpmg.us and be sure to subscribe today. Also, we are social. You can also follow us on LinkedIn at KPMG Financial Reporting View or with hashtag KPMG FRV.